0: So what did you think as you were standing there watching your mother dangle off the side of a suspension bridge?
1: I was like, what is going to happen next? Um, The drop wasn't that big, but I was like, and how did she catch that rope? And it was crazy.
0: I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Maybe for the the purpose of our audience, we should back it up a little bit and start the story from the beginning. Gladly. So you almost had to take over the Zen Founder podcast because I fell off a bridge while we were on a hike. Um, Why don't you... Fill us in on, on the details of what happened.
1: Okay, so we're in the DR Dominican Republic. We were staying at this tree resort. Well, it was a resort, it was called the Dominican Treehouse Resort, and it was crazy like it was entirely in the trees. Well, there was this big suspension bridge with maybe a 10 or 8, 8 or 10 foot drop, and we were walking on it, and there was this big gap. Between the roping, well, there was like a rope railing, and part of that was missing, maybe a two-foot gap. And I was like, be careful on the bridge, Mama. And she was like, you be careful too. Um, and she fell through the gap while she was talking to me.
0: Which is ironic, because I was telling you to be careful, and you were telling me to be careful. Yeah. Because we knew that it was raining and slippery. I was looking at you, talking to you, and you were looking back at me. And because I was looking up at you and talking, I wasn't watching where I was stepping. Yeah. And I slipped off the side through the hole. And then what happened?
1: You caught yourself with one hand on the disconnected rope. And I was like... <laughs> like, I'm glad you do aerial.
0: Like your mom is
1: kind of a ninja. Like, totally a ninja. I mean... What has this world come to that my mother catches a rope with one hand off an eight-foot suspension bridge? It's like, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> so
0: I grabbed myself with my left hand and was holding on to a rope. And you ran back across the bridge. And you were standing by me while I hung there. <laughs> and it was a little bit higher than eight feet. It was probably like 15 feet. High enough to get hurt but not high enough that it was like certain death
1: okay so I walked over there and I was like what is gonna happen now how did this no stop it I'm hallucinating it was crazy she caught herself with her left hand
0: and I hung there for a while and looked at you and said
1: hey I'm okay and I was like you're like, you don't It's like Homer, Homer Simpson backs into a bush. So the story ends with me dropping
0: down into the ravine, into the creek below. But on purpose. On purpose.
1: On landing on your feet with rope in your hand. And well, then, pieces, little pieces of rope, like, in your hand. Yeah,
0: I did get a bad And then. We walked back over the bridge and went and had dinner.
1: And uh, there was a dinner buffet, and I ran over to my dad, and I was like, "Dada, Mama fell off the bridge." He was like looking at me like I was, I don't know, like I was crazy. And he then he saw Mama in the buffet line, and he was like, bleh, 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 bleh. so kind of my reaction.
0: Just to translate that, Daddy was also
1: shocked and surprised. He was like, what? Okay,
0: well, I'm glad uh, you were there to help me in my time of need. And thanks for talking about it on the podcast. Yay, bye. Bye. So the story does sound a little bit crazy, but it is true. We were... In the Dominican Republic, Fisher and I were on a hike. It was raining, and I walked over a suspension bridge. I slipped off the side, and as I fell, I I smashed my knee against the board of the bridge, but I managed to reach up with my left hand and grab the rope and, and literally hung there by the one hand for several minutes, talking to Fisher and formulating a plan. I got to tell you, like, honestly, I'm so impressed with my ninja skills. Like, I'm really surprised that this happened this way. But also, I shouldn't be because I do train as an aerialist. So I am used to being in motion in the air. And I also um, work out a lot. So I'm Strong enough to comfortably hold my own weight with one hand for a couple minutes at least for a short period of time. But this story was one of those stories where we all kind of were wide eyed and felt like, oh wow, like we just dodged a bullet. Like if I'd fallen off the bridge without catching myself, probably I would have ended up with a badly sprained ankle, best case scenario, more like a dislocated shoulder or a head against a rock on a less good scenario. And, you know, definitely would have ruined our like time in the treehouse village in the Dominican Republic and been an emergency and been scary for my kiddo. And of course, for me, and I think the, the story is such a reminder for us as entrepreneurs, that the way that you train, the things that you practice, the things that you do over and over and over will be what's readily available to you when you are in an unusual situation. I, you know, couldn't have caught myself had I not been training, had I not been strong enough to hold myself and had even the grip strength in my hand to be able to hold on to the rope for a couple of minutes. And I couldn't have caught myself. I, I just don't think I would have had the, you know, the muscle reflex to, to catch myself had I not, you know, been practicing aerial now for a couple of years. So bottom line, everyone should become an aerialist in case you're, you know, in a situation where you fall off a bridge. But more applicable to those of us who are running businesses, so much of our superpowers lie in what is repetitive, lie in the disciplines that we do, the things that we practice over and over, the ways that we stick to our systems so that we you know, keep up with our books, make sure that we're on top of our money, that we don't compromise in our hiring practices, that we are careful with our content generation, that we proofread, that we double check, that we have Established practices in place so that when it's an extraordinary or an exceptional situation, those are the default settings that we will go back to, that we will return to. For me, much of 2018 and 2019 were exceptional situations. You know, if you've listened to the podcast for some time, you know there's been a tremendous amount of loss and upheaval and change in my personal life. And I am really ready for this year, for 2020, because I, th- it feels to me like a time of really getting back to the foundation of the the systems and the intentions that I want to have in place that help to guide my life and and certainly my business. I think I've done a pretty good job of keeping those basic systems in place for my health and my personal well-being, things like working out, things like sleeping well, things like keeping relationships healthy and spending time with people. Those are the things that, for me, really help sustain mental health when I'm under extraordinary stress or exceptional. Situations. But to be quite honest, in some ways, I think I've kind of let some of my business habits suffer a little bit. I've, I'm notoriously slow at responding to email, I've not been awesomely on top of, you know, staying in touch with my mailing list. There are things that I would like to do better and do differently and just to have in habit form, right? Things that I want to be a regular part of the growth and health and life of the Zen founder business so that when those times of stress and strain come again in the future, which inevitably they will in some form or another, those default settings are there. They're in place and they are ready to go when I need them. So I am not someone who does a lot of uh, you know new year's resolutions. Uh, you know, I think I think we have pretty good research that suggests that those kinds of resolution oriented conversations don't really work super well. But I do love to take time this season of the year as the calendar changes to do some reflection, both looking back and also some intention setting, some looking ahead. So for me that's generally picking a theme of growth or in the framing of this conversations, I'm choosing which default settings I want to pay most attention to and make strong and clear. And so this year, 2020, is for me personally, the year of focus. It's a year of being much more intentional and organized within my business. And it's a year of being much more intentional and organized within my, you know, family and personal life. And I'm hoping that there will not be like giant crises that derail that. But, you know, if there are, I still think that the focus will have to remain because I think I've, I've gotten by in the last year with a little bit of a wing and a prayer and all of us as entrepreneurs have seasons where I think, you know, that's appropriate. We have to do that. We just have to get through some hard things and keep the doors open, so to speak. And that's fine. I'm, I'm not criticizing myself for that. But I also am realizing that I'm ready for things to feel a little different, a little more intentional, a little clearer, a little more focused. So I've chosen for 2020, in keeping with the, of course, 2020 vision theme, that I would like this year to be a year of deep focus. So practically, that means I'll be doing less speaking, but speaking engagements that I think are really the right fit for the design founder message for the message about entrepreneurship and mental health and I'm hoping to travel less but have more enjoyment and connection in the traveling engagements that I do choose to say yes to. I'm taking fewer clients so a little bit less of a consulting load but hoping to go deeper and provide higher quality, more foundational level coaching for the consulting clients that I do work with. I'm choosing who I want to work alongside and being really clear about that. I also have some things that I clearly want to ship this year. I would like to do a TED style talk, a TEDx or maybe the TED Women's event. That's, a, that's more of a goal, but it's a goal that flows out of this intention for focus and clarity. And then um, I will be releasing another book sometime this year, a book that I've been working on for the last year about grief. Still a lot more to write and more to curate and more to say, but I'm hoping that that will be out November 2020. So I keep coming back to something that um, I've been thinking for a long time and I've said a number of times in talks and on the podcast, but the sense in which it's possible to do really hard things. You all know this as entrepreneurs. It's it's possible to grow a business. It's possible to stick there with your family. It's possible to do hard things when those things are important and you're intentional about the actions you take. So I think this theme of focus is very much about supporting hard things with intentional action. And that's a little bit of what happened for me on the bridge. It's, it's not, I don't think I could replicate it if I tried. It's not the easiest thing to do to fall off a bridge and catch yourself on a rope on the way down. It's definitely the stuff of uh, stunt doubles and movies, but it was possible because it was important and I had intentional action and I had skills that I had already developed that could help me when I most needed them. So I'd like to uh, close out this first episode of 2020 with inviting my my other son, Finn. The the first son that joined me is Fisher. He is nine, and he was with me on the bridge. And the other great adventure that we had over the holiday break is that uh, my son, Finn, completed his open water scuba certification. So he also had some practice in planning for intentional action and building building a foundation of skills that will sustain you in the event of a crisis or an emergency. So he's going to wrap us up today by talking a little bit about that. So you recently got certified as a scuba diver. You did your open water diving certification. What did the training for that involve?
2: There were a lot of videos, multiple quizzes, and four dives, along with a pool dive.
0: And what kinds of things did you practice in your training dives?
2: Well, it was like what you think of when you think of scuba diving. Practicing breathing underwater, practicing going up, practicing the hand signals. But there was also problem management. Like um, in one of the exercises, I had to take my mask off. And another, I took the the, the regulator, the things that gives you air out of my mouth for the exercise.
0: And you had to go and, like, find your regulator.
2: Yeah, there's, like, a special arm motion. Since it's connected to the tank, you just spin your arm around, and it gets caught on your arm.
0: Why do you think it's so important to practice
2: those things that are really fairly
0: unlikely to happen?
2: Because if they do happen and you don't know how to respond, the results can be catastrophic.
0: sure and I were just talking about the uh, bridge incident. Uh. Do you think there's a connection between... An emergency like that, or what could have been an emergency like that and the scuba diving training that you did?
2: Yeah, because you had the strength to grab the rope, so you didn't fall the full 10 feet.
0: Are you excited about being a scuba diver now? Yeah. Be safe out there.
2: I will. I want to get the advanced certification and then the rec diver certification in 2020. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals.
0: So wherever your 2020 adventures take you, I hope that you are putting systems in place in your life, in your body, in your relationships to keep you safe and happy and well and growing. Um, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And I'm, I am excited about all that I have planned for uh, the next few months, the beginning of 2020, Q1, and hoping that um, it will continue to serve you. And like all things in the world of business and the world of podcasting, if you like what you're hearing, please, uh, you know, give us that rating on your favorite podcast supplier podcast. What are those called? You know, like iTunes Um, or certainly tweet about an episode that you like or tell someone about the show. All right. Thanks so much thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast.